So, hey, I want to get right into it tonight. No more delays because we're doing, uh, we're doing a follow-up to last week. If you remember, we started the history of youth ministry, okay? The, the early developments, the first 100 years of youth ministry. And then tonight, we're going to do the last 100 years, okay? And then next week, I don't want you to miss next week. Next week, I'm going to do a uh, more of a prophetic, futurist uh, discussion on youth ministry for the future. Like, where where's it going? What is youth ministry going to look like, you know, if the Lord tarries in the next uh, 100 years or whatever? I'm not going quite that far. I'm going about 20 years from 2020 to 2040, what I think that's going to look like. So let me give you a review real quick of last week. Uh, we talked about the first uh, 100 years, and one of the, one of the uh, key emphases, and, the, and you'll, you'll notice when you get on the blog and you see the manuscript too, in the first 100 years of youth ministry, one of the key developments was the Second Great Awakening, because really youth ministry did not exist uh, until after the Second Great Awakening, about the same time where it was starting is when it all came together, okay? And you'll see that much of these dates that I give you kind of bleed into each other, but I think it's critical that we understand the early stages and the early ages of youth ministry because they're formative, right? They're formative, and the things that took place in youth ministry that began to shape youth ministry early are critical, and you'll see when I go to the futurists and looking at the future of youth ministry in the next 20 years after you know 2020, how critical our early formative stages are also, okay? So the uh, I'm gonna begin at the end of the, uh, really kind of, kind of the middle of the Second Great Awakening, okay? Um, right around the 1850s. If you back up there just a little bit, we had the Sunday School Movement, the Sunday School Movement, really, youth ministry came out of the Sunday school movement. Isn't that crazy? And we have so many people who are getting away from Sunday school, and really that's what shaped the early years of youth ministry. And we know that Sunday school uh, did not even begin in the U.S. Sunday school began in the late 1790s in England, actually. And then it was moved over here quite, quite quickly in the early 1800s. Really, the dates that we would place them would be the 1820s, okay? where the first new Sunday schools had been brought to New York and then Philadelphia, and then through the Appalachian states, and Sunday school moved to the West and began this huge movement. And hear me, the early stages of youth ministry came out of that Sunday school movement. And do you know how the Sunday school movement was shaped? We talked about this a little bit last week, but I wanna just remind you. It was shaped out of evangelism and ministry to, to, to children and students on the streets. That's really what Sunday school was for. And they, it brought in a outreach to the church. And really that outreach of Sunday school is what shaped early youth ministry. Then we would move into what is called the student volunteer movement. The student volunteer movement. All of this stuff again you'll find, but the student volunteer movement began on university campuses specifically in the Ivy League setting, where most of those schools, Princeton and Yale and Harvard and Brown, William and Mary, all of those schools began, began as training grounds for, for students to go into ministry, okay? And you know why? Because of this influx of young people coming into the church 
out of that second great awakening. And so many students were coming into the church after being born again in that movement. And they were going into these schools, the Ivy League schools that were set up for training, the training of ministers to take the gospel global. Isn't that wild? And you'll see the significance of that in just a moment. And so the student volunteer movement, we're going to put that at like 1880s to about the 1890s at the beginning of that. And much of that was springboarded, was launched from D.L. Moody. Maybe you've heard of some of the movements at Princeton uh, College at the time. And D.L. Moody had come there and was doing some training and some outreach and some meetings. And the Spirit of God broke out in those meetings. And a young uh, minister, D.L. Moody, who was, who was shaping youth ministry early, was really critical in leading many young people who were called into the ministry in those, in those meetings, okay? And so that would be what we would call the student volunteer movement. And again, shaped specifically coming out of the second great awakening in the mid uh, 18, uh, you know, 40s, 50s, 60s, and really maybe even into the 70s, but some of that bleeds in. Then we would get to the 20th century, okay? And one of the key developments after the student volunteer movement were the Billy Graham Crusades. Yeah, isn't that wild? Billy Graham became really one of the key uh, modern, a little more modern when you get into the 20th century, youth ministry advocates. And you know, in many of his meetings, he would have uh, concerts and bands that would play and they would do outreaches in stadiums where young people felt comfortable. The outreaches weren't held in in churches, like many of our revivals or whatever we would do today. You'll, you'll see when I get into to the more of the modern movement, but in the Billy Graham movement, I'm gonna put that about 1934 because that's when Billy Graham first gave his heart to Christ. Many of you have heard the story. Uh, I'll be blogging on it. I don't wanna take the time here, but it was at a crusade and Mordecai Ham was speaking and Billy Graham shows up with his best friend and in that meeting, in that crusade, when he gave his heart to Christ, he was called to worldwide evangelism. And over the course of the next 50 years or so, we're gonna, we're gonna move just the Billy Graham movement in, for youth ministry from the 34s into the uh, late 80s and 90s because, because then it became uh, not quite as much of, of a youth emphasis at that point. But I want you to hear something, really. In these early stages that, uh, of development in youth ministry, there was an emphasis on evangelism. Okay, I want you to remember that. An emphasis on evangelism because we're not seeing that in these modern stages today as I move into that. So I want to put that into your mind, okay? Much of these movements, Sunday school movement, student volunteer movement, the Billy Graham movement, and then you'll see I want to move into the interdenominational youth movements. These all shaped... Um, now, Billy Graham, 30s to, to, to 1980s-ish, right? And, the, and these interdenominational youth movements with the Baptists and the Methodists and the Catholic youth movement, wow, powerful, in the 1940s, 50s, 60s, and 70s. I told you these, these eras bleed together a little bit. But let me, let me read something to you. In this interdenominational youth movement, that really began in Baylor University in Texas. There were uh, a handful of young people, young evangelists who were college students, who began to evangelize throughout the South and began to hold meetings. 
Many of those were impacted through Billy Graham and had been born again in his meetings. And now, as Baylor University was having this revival, and there were others, there were, there were other really important revivals. I'm, I'm going to get to the Asbury revival a little bit here too. Um, all of these students who were born again in the Billy Graham Crusades and outreaches were now taking the gospel in, in the Methodist, in the Baptist camps. And we know that uh, much of our history in the Pentecostal history is all tied to these awakenings also. But I wanted to really get into the, uh, sometimes we can feel like we own it, right? But that's really not true. It was an interdenominational move of God during the Billy Graham Crusades that broke out with the interdenominational youth movements. And about the same time came all of these uh, parachurch movements. Now, early parachurch movements like the Salvation Army and the YMCA, as we talked about last week, those shaped Sunday school, literally. Those, some of those movements shaped Sunday school in a major way. Uh, but now we're talking about more uh, when, when we get into the uh, interdenominational movements um, in the mid-1900s, uh, some of the earlier Youth for Christ in, in uh, Christian Endeavor, some of these movements that in Christian Endeavor was around for, you know, before that too, but began to have more of a campus access presence and, and a missions base like the student uh, volunteer movement. And then we have this shift, and I want to get into the modern youth ministry now today. And I'm going to take just about three or four minutes on this, because I'm gonna, I'm gonna mold this modern youth ministry development into the futurist movement beginning next week, okay? This is a three-part series that we're doing here. So again, uh, that was the, the early development. Now, let me get into the modern movement, and that would begin with, with the Jesus movement. So I'm gonna move the Jesus movement into that 1960s, late 60s, right? 1967 through 1977, that 10-year boom, I'm gonna begin that as modern youth ministry. Now, some wouldn't do that. They would move it into the millennials, maybe the megachurch movement, you know, or what we're seeing today. But I wanna back up because it's been the most impacting still today, the most impacting movement, spiritual movement that we've seen on young people today. Okay, now I realize it's the young people's parents and, you know, and uncles and whatever and, and grandparents, but the movement, the Jesus movement in the 60s and 70s in California was the, began this beaches and bars and festivals and music outreach that shaped the leaders of youth ministry today, of which I am one of them, okay? So hear me, coming off the Jesus movement, that would be the first part of the modern movement, the 67 to 77, came then the megachurch movement. I was a youth pastor in that setting, okay? I was a youth pastor in the megachurch setting. We're gonna put that in the 1980s and 90s. And really, to be honest, I wanna move it into the present. I, I put it in the present in my notes, but the beginnings of it were in the 80s and 90s when, when the megachurch movement began and churches of a thousand began to, uh, to grow up and, and burst onto the scene. I was in one of those churches, one of those great churches, uh, the church that I was a youth pastor in in the 80s, in, in, in 90s, late 80s, and then into the 90s, was one of the leading churches in our movement in the Assemblies of God. And so I watched a host of young youth pastors. I could go through their names right now, and many of them are lead pastors today. I happen to just still be in youth ministry because they took demotions 
and took uh, some, anyway, I won't get into that, but I'm sure I'll get some uh, comments from them and some DMs or texts, but really what happened here in this, in, in this uh, mega church movement was a shift. We went to programming, the education of youth pastors. Really the education of youth pastors began in this moment, okay? And it, it's increasing today. That's why I'm saying 80s through the present. But these last 30 or 40 years after the Jesus movement was really ruled, youth ministry was ruled and shaped by the mega church movement. And we had organized paid programming, okay? And, and those kind of things and systems put into place, right? And then we would move into what I'm, what I'm gonna call the, the see you at the pole, the mission strip, the campus movement all in the megachurch movement, but some of the things in the megachurch movement that shaped youth ministry in the 80s, 90s, and 00s, okay, right in there, in those 20 to 30 years, was See You at the Pole, which began in about 1990, really became more popular in the mid-90s, and now for 30 years running is the largest youth ministry, really the largest prayer meeting in the history of the world at one time. When students gather month. Uh, on, the, on the first month of school in September, right, every, every year. Now, I know that many have taken that to monthly meetings and all that, but whatever. Just know that the beginnings of that, uh, of this megachurch movement, see you at the pole came right alongside of it. And missions trips, right, came in, that, in those moments too. And um, campus access and Youth for Christ, FCA, many of those organizations all in the, uh, you know, uh, some of those, the, the highlight of those were, you know, 40s, 50s, 60s, but became a movement on our campuses through the megachurch uh, movement and these full-time youth pastors and, and all of that, right? And so then, uh, man, we, we haven't even talked about the, the impact of so many other things here, but this is just a skinny outline. And I'm going to give you the last one that's going to lead us to the futurist movement, Okay. And that would be what I'm going to term or call the movement that we're in in youth ministry today that maybe started about 10 years ago. Not even quite that because social media is really what created this. But I'm going to call this movement that we're in in youth ministry today. You've, you've not heard this. I feel like this is going to be a term that I'm using, whether someone writes a book on it. It's in my book that's coming out shortly. But uh, And I'm not meaning to make this term go viral and put Grinnell's name on it or whatever. But in doing some research the last uh, few months with this, my book and the chapter on this book, I want to introduce to you what I'm going to call the industrialized or the industry age of youth ministry. The industry age of youth ministry. And it is marked by conferences, conventions, large group meetings. It is marked by what the definition for industry, and then you'll see why I'm doing this, which is highly developmental and production. Highly developmental and production oriented. So I'm gonna call it the industrial youth ministry age or the industry youth ministry age, right? And I've got a whole chapter on it in the book. It's uh, coming together, it's being edited now. But as we close this out tonight, from the early history of Sunday school and awakenings and the student volunteer movements and the Billy Graham crusades and the uh, Jesus movement, you know, the, the interdenominational movements there, into the mega church movement, and now the industrial age. I wanna, I'm gonna give you some markers next week of where I think we're going. I'm gonna define the industry age also first. 
the youth ministry industry age. I'm going to define that more with, with leadership development that's going on. And I want you to see something and I want you to think about it for next week. What we saw in early youth ministry was an evangelism emphasis. Now what we're seeing in youth ministry is a gathering emphasis. All of these conferences that go on, and I go to them too, I speak at those too, but they're all gathering and they're inward and something's going on that, that I don't like. We have this overemphasis on leadership development and systems and, and, and listen, critical, it's important to do organization. We've, I've done, I've, we've talked about that. But I'm gonna share with you some futurist things that I think need to change in youth ministry or we're gonna to continue to lose another generation. Like we've lost Gen Z and millennials because we've lost some of the early roots that impacted and, be, and put youth ministry, uh, it was a springboard. I gotta quit, it's 18 minutes, okay? So thank you for joining us and, and next week, we're gonna look at the more modern, futurist, from industry to what I think is a more prophetic look at youth ministry in the next 20 years, if the Lord tarries and we have that. So, if God doesn't return by next week, would you join us again here on Youthology Live? This was episode 43. Thank you for joining us for 12 minutes of learning, and I'll see you next week. God bless.